Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, aka Ludini. Ludini. Frightening when you do that. I'd sitting next to me in the co-pilot's chair is Mr. Keith the Hawk Hawk. Hey, what is up, people? I got the medicine right here too for people that are wondering. I was getting a little sore throat this morning, and I think this I'm good now. So just, just, this is uh, this. This will, is my medicine. This will cure anything, guys. Really. Really, if, you, if you're having any kind of problems. Last week I had a rash. It's going now. <laughs> and uh, we have a metronome, just so we stay in time today. It is your friend. Yes. Keith, uh, Keith is a uh, very successful and very sought-after uh, drum teacher, drum coach. And uh, you make them work with a metronome, Keith? Of course. <clears throat> okay, anyways, you have get- to or you're, you'll be asked to leave. Exactly. And after that, if you don't want to do it, you will be... Not killed, but maimed. <laughs> you will be maimed. Uh, this is the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, like I said, a.k.a. Ludini. A couple of little things going on here. First of all, we want to plug our website, and that is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Please check that out. Visit it often. Uh, for those of you that are into uh, music, you're a musician yourself, and you would like to get... Uh, some uh, you'd like to grow your fan base. You'd like to figure this whole thing out. How this this online leveraging the internet to to bring in more fans. I would like you to go to lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now. And I have some uh, great programs for you guys. So check that out. I see Becky Hour. Becky Hour is with us today. Uh, we love Becky. Becky is uh, uh, one of my mentors and one of my coaches. And who I would I would not be doing this without her today. So hello, Becky. Thanks for chiming in, sweetheart. Becky is known in Pittsburgh as the $6 million woman, so uh, you're in good hands if Becky's here. Anyways, guys, Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Uh, we have uh, some great bands uh, f- to play for you guys today. 
Uh, what are, where's my list, Keith? There he is. Okay, we have Serp... Serp you have to say it like this. Serpent, Serpent Lord. Lord. We've got Serpent Lord. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Great band. We've got Scott Sari and Cobra and the Lotus, who uh, have... Uh, we've been featuring Cobra and the Lotus for a while. Yep. So, uh, really good band, but... Uh, we're going to be uh, kicking it off here in a second. I'm really excited. Today's uh, topic are genre-defying bands or artists. You know, um, you know, there are certain bands and artists that just seem to float seamlessly between different genres or able to cover multiple styles while compromising their integrity. And, and then there's some whose sound is so unique that while they're wildly successful, they don't seem to like fit comfortably into any one genre. So these are genre-defying bands and artists, and that's going to be what we're going to talk about today. So jump in, chime in, we'll mention you, we'll plug you. If you're something you want us to announce that you have going on, we'll happily tell the rest of the world about it. But in the meantime, Keith and I are going to just going to go ahead and rock out with you guys to our first band today, which is... Keith, what is our first band? I think our first band actually is going to be the Lords of the Serpent, Serpent Lord. Serpent Lord, Pittsburgh, PA's own kick-ass metal band. The song's Ser- called Wax. Wax. And we're going to put this one on and crank it to 11, man. Here we go, guys.
All right, guys, that is Serpent Lord. You can go to Facebook.com backslash Serpent Lord. And what they what they got coming up? My face is melted, man. What do they got? What what is that? They have a CD release party coming up. It's October fourteenth at the Loose Moose Saloon in Baldwin, Pennsylvania. Browns five eight eight five Brownsville Road. There you go. So check them out. October fourteenth CD release by Serpent Lord, and that is their track Wax, <clears throat> Killer Jam. Definitely. And, and somebody asked, said, "Can you play some Texas Hippie Coalition?" TLC is one of my favorite bands, guys. Who's pissed off and mad about it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you listen to Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Uh, Lou Lombardi and Keith Hawkins. Now, today we're going to be talking, we are talking about genre defying acts. Bands that, like, just like they, they, they hit it out of the park so well that, like, they don't even fit in. You're hearing you're scratching your head, you're like, what exactly what is that? Yeah. But it's awesome. Hopefully. I mean, there's some bands you hear, and you're like, it's different, but it's just not, you know. Well, we're to- that's what we're talking about. We're that gonna, doesn't count. <laughs> we're, we're not going to. There's a lot of weird gonna, bands. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a band called the Yogi Poets. Look them up. They don't fit into anything either, but they like, they're like it's a nightmare. Um, so uh, so let's talk a little bit, Keith. What, what, what are your sort of like thoughts on this? You, I, I, you, Keith always comes in prepared. He has his homework done. Look at all the thumbs up and loves we're getting. Guys, oh, by the way, guys, share. Share, 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 share. These share bands, this. yeah, these bands need these to be bands heard. Want to be heard, and, and they we got to get it. it around. Yeah, so please share. I keep forgetting to tell people share when we when we uh, when the recording of this comes out and the audio is out there. Please share that too. Just keep sharing it around because uh, it really helps these these bands like Serpent Lord. We got Scott Sorry coming up, and then we're gonna be like play Cobra and the Lotus. These bands aren't like you know they're not on American. No, they're Voice. not making you know these guys. You know they're not making millions of dollars. They're just you know they're out there grinding like you know. Yeah, they're working like, class. They're working class. They're like middle class guys who like you know day jobs and they when they get on the weekend they just. And, well, they, what I mean is like no, they're like they're they're like working class. Like they're like the middle class version of the music business. They oh yeah. You know what I mean? They're not like. Uh, you know, Katy Perry and and Bieber and those guys are Lady Gaga, and, but they're not necessarily playing just playing at Joe's Bar on the weekend. They're like really trying to make something happen. They're writing original music, and like we just played Serpent Lord. That's a Pittsburgh band. I mean, are you kidding? You're telling me there's no metal scene in Pittsburgh with talent like that? You're wrong. I mean, you know, those guys defy the tide. Some of these bands are from this area. Just like hey, my jaw drops on the floor when I hear them. So please share. But anyway, so let's get to today's topic. Uh, Keith always comes in with his homework written out. See, look at this, man. Sometimes I get an F, though. I would, I would give him an A++ for this. Don't give all my answers away. See, it's backwards. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. If you guys like, can tell me how to make the camera face the right way, <laughs> like, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how you do that. That's, that's, that's really like a... Interesting flavor to the show too. So, but we're gonna. So go ahead, hit me up, Keith. You got Keith took some notes. He's got some ideas. What are your thoughts on genre-defying acts, bands, artists? Okay, for me, if you're gonna defy genre, I want to hear still a great song, but I want these songs to be going from one style to the next. I mean, sometimes these bands can do it within one song, or they do it from album to album. They just kind of just really grow as as artists and musicians and they just play things that are like all right well that's a little outside the box but it's still cool and some a lot of these bands that i'm going to name today on my list still have that 
commercial appeal because enough people still like them. I mean, it's not so left field that you're like, oh, I can't even listen to that kind of stuff. But some of these bands are really still, and a lot of them are still doing it today. And they're just some of my, you know, definitely influenced me as as a as a drummer, and also just bands I can listen to all the time. And then I have a few later on. I have a few bands that I'm a little confused on, so I have to see exactly. Get some other opinions on it. Maybe you guys can help me out with that too. So, would okay. you like me to kick it off? Yeah, kick it off. Let's kick it off. All right, so sure, you go ahead. The first band, like I said, for me this isn't in really no particular order, but I'm gonna go with Radiohead. Radiohead was a band that started out. If you listen to like the first few records, Pablo Honey, The Bends, very alt rock very guitar driven music and then all of a sudden they start putting out albums like OK Computer and Kid A and then you know even the more you know latter stuff where they have uh, In Rainbows I think King of Limbs was one of the last things they put out they've gone from like just a straight ahead more rock band to like a very just all over the brand they're like they're very electronic now OK Computer and um, Kid A are on a lot of people's lists of like the greatest rock albums, most like most they're important awesome rock albums, albums you know. Of all time. Like, yeah. like I said, they're going from the first few albums, and they just they grew as a band, and they, as they got more popular, they also got more like diverse too. They just didn't stick with a lot of bands. Unfortunately, get sucked in that hole, that machine <laughs> where they just get yeah. you know swallowed up and spit out where they're just churning out the same thing yeah, over yeah. and over again. Well, Radiohead does not do that. Whether you're a Radiohead fan or not. You have to listen to how they've grown as a band. They really still write interesting songs that are still catchy, but that doesn't sound like the same band over and over again. They have really just, you know, they've gone all over the place with their, with their, especially their last few albums. And I, I really do think that um, Kid A and OK Computer are very good, great albums, actually. So, but I also like the bands, too, at the same point, you know. So that's a band that I think that should make a lot of people's top 10 list on bands that just kind of don't really fit in any sort of genre. I mean, they, a lot of people would say they're an alt-rock band, but they're kind of all over the board with their style. So, uh, Gabriel and Andre are are watching. Thanks, guys, for chiming in. Uh, 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 Radiohead uh, would be is on my list mm-hmm, that's of, good. Of, of, of bands as well. So, cool, man. What else What else you got? Another band that I think gets like lumped into the elect- electronic kind of thing when it came out, a lot of it was just more like, this kind of like sort of angry sort of electronic at the same time but if you listen to this band a little further and dig in a little deeper it's heavy it's got some it's got dance grooves it's got like a lot of like cool electronic like samples going on uh it's still angry it's the prodigy the prodigy is no you're not digging that it's but it's, it's it's an interesting band. It can be heavy and it can be very like danceable at the same time, and it also has that anger in the singer. Well, what know? I liked about Prodigy and Nine Inch Nails is like these guys were heavy bands that didn't really focus on guitar. Exactly. Somehow they sounded heavy without being like like without like a lot of guitar. Although I'm a guitar player and I want to hear a lot of guitar, it was kind of refreshing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. So yeah. Very so cool. that's another band that I think that you know. Check out more than just, you know, Firestarter and, you know, things like that. So just, you know, dig deep into their into their catalog and see that it's heavy, but it's also very electronic and it has a lot of, like, different elements to it. Okay? All right. What else you got? All right. So another band to me that just defies genre 
and I'm going to put like this kind of like dual thing together because the singers in both of these bands, Faith No More, to me, defies genre. Okay. They have a very, very eclectic sound to them. Okay. All right. But Mike Patton also has another band, which he's probably in like 10 million, but he had another band called Mr. Bungle, which went all over the place. Wasn't as popular as Faith No More. Faith No More, one Epic came out. If you listen to Epic, he's rapping. It's got heavy guitar, has a little piano ballad at the end. I mean, it's, it's a very you know diverse song just in that one song, but that whole record is very all over the place. And then they went on to be more very rocking in their other albums too, but they're, they're definitely all over the board when it comes to uh, defying genre. So, you know, they, a lot of these bands just get lumped into the alt-rock thing, but the Faith No More is a little bit more than that. They have a uh, very diverse sound. I, I like that band a lot. Um, Gabriel chimed in with Frank Zappa. I think he's Frank, Frank Zappa. Frank's definitely on my list. On I, my mean, list we're, well, we're, yeah. I think where, where the argument comes in is like, I think going, I don't want to get too far into your list because there's one on that you posted. You can kind of go back, but we don't have to. Kind of yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, I've been like, there's one band you have on your list that I disagreed with. Uh, Zappa is definitely, and my point was, I was going to bring that up with the other band we were talking about before, but Zappa is very diverse. He played with the greatest musicians, launched a lot of great musicians in their own careers, uh, but Zappa's all over the board. I mean, it's it's progressive, it's funny, it's, you know, it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's rock, and the musicianship is probably the best you ever heard in, like, you know, a long time, and it could be untouched, you know. And he's played with some of the greatest musicians, but he also is where... Super Monkeys in the House. We're going to give the point later is to where... He kind of just was all over the board where you can you might hear like different, you know, obviously all the the progressive stuff, all the odd meter playing, but you also hear a lot of like different music styles influences, whether it's, you know, hard rock, reggae, you know, funk, classical. classical. I mean, he's, like I mean, he's, all, he's, he's all over the board, man, when yeah. it comes to and he play with nothing but the best musicians. And, and you know what? He's also a monster guitar player. He's I mean, a monster like, he's guitar player. One of my player. favorite. He has this like really edgy sound that he gets with that crazy SG that he was playing and just like I don't know man he, was I don't just, think he gets enough credit for being such a great guitar player I think player. he's a great guitar I mean he in is. addition to everything else and composer is, and just yeah, a, yeah, an yeah. all around great musician now, now you don't agree that Tool is genre Okay, uh, so here's where we get into the argument, and like, like well, I said, I, I was an argument, uh, no, it's just a disagreement, which is you know, it's all good. This is not it, this is this is they do not to me. Okay, Tool is a great band. They are a progressive metal band. I think they never stepped outside of that bound. That's the only thing I disagree with. Where if you're gonna you can sit there and come back and say, well, Zappa is like progressive. Yeah, it is, but he defied John. He went around and did all his let, tools. Let me tell you what, a metal band. They me, just stuck let, with let, that. Let me tell you what my sort of feeling about Tool is. Do your thing, man. Okay. Because I remember when they broke. Like, I remember when, like, that's the uh, Sober and Prison Sex came out. And, like, I remember what was happening. And it was very interesting because people that, you know, were wearing flannel and weren't bathing, like, <laughs> except maybe once a week, loved Tool. And then people that had big hair and wore a lot of leather loved Tool. And people okay. that liked Rush and King Crimson liked Tool. So in my opinion, from a, from what fans absorbed from them, the audience that they appeal to, in my opinion, they are genre-defying because so many people from so many different walks of life who, who were like, I mean, because especially if you're a metal, metal's like, man, if you ain't metal, if it's not metal, it's not music. That's how metal ads are. Oh, for but, sure. a, but a lot of people that like wanted nothing to do with metal that would never listen to the Black Album by Metallica loved Undertow. You know, so... Um, I kind of, so I remember when it happened and I just sort of saw that in my mind, I thought they were very difficult to classify because 
they did so many different things. They had such a different appeal. You could see different kinds of people really rocking out to what they did. So that was sort of my I mean, just I, I, view Like I it. said, that's the only thing. The agree to disagree. I think they're great. I still listen to them. I think they're awesome. Danny Carey is a hero to me. Uh, you're listening, but, but I think your sort of description comes from the fact that you are a musician. And people that aren't musicians and, or, or who are into certain kinds of music... You know, you know, we'll group, we'll categorize them differently. There's a really good documentary about them. I highly recommend everybody to see it. If you have Amazon Prime, you can you guys can check it out for free. So, what else you got on your list there, big guy? All right, we're gonna go to the next one. I think another band that totally defies genre: the Talking Heads. They started out in that '80s kind of like n- new wave. You're really gonna tell me they're? I think th- they're straight up new wave band. Man, they're all over the place though when it comes to just. All the different things. I, I, I know the people they that can, like them. They can and they pull out a straight-out rocker like Burning Down the House, which is killer, and then they can do something like, you know, Life During Wartime or like, you know, see, Psycho heard, when, Killer Straight Ahead. It all sounds like like new wave adult album alternative stuff to me. Like it always did. It never changed. I loved them. I think they're a great band. I was really enamored with them when they first broke. I have a couple of their albums. Uh, the album, the, the concert, Stop Making Sense, is revolutionary it's one of the most amazing concert videos ever filmed but in my opinion there are straight you know so we have different opinions that's okay that's but, all good man i mean hey you know but uh so the talking heads uh, if we agreed on everything the show would suck what do you think let me ask you let me throw somebody at you you tell me what you think let's not be that drummer thing uh, th- right now throw John- <laughs> 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 we'll get into that later johnny cash I think he probably was going to be on my list, and I was like, you know what? He started out; he was a it was a rock guy. I mean, it was that was rock and roll in the beginning, you know. And then he kind of just went into See, the he was you know the outlawed country well, thing. Well, if you I wanted. mean, if you're taking the definition that I said, which is has appeal to a bunch of different people, yeah, a rock people and alternative people. And, I mean, like almost there's nobody who almost nobody who doesn't like Johnny Cash. So in my opinion, he is kind of genre defying because you know he works with Rick Rubin, and you know he did all these records in the sixties, seventies. He does a variety show in the seventies, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, where he, like had Cher on and all kind of different people like that, you know. Um, so I, I kind of consider him as totally genre defying because so many people love from different walks of life love what he does. I think Keith and I have a little different definition of genre defying. Uh, what else you got? All right, so we'll, we'll go for a band that maybe. Think defies and goes into a lot of different genres. Another big influence on me, especially early days of playing drums and things, just trying to play along to a lot of their stuff because it just had that that groove. Was the Beastie Boys? The Beastie Boys are known as a hip hop band, but they are way more than that. They put out albums where they're playing the instruments, instrumental albums. They have a lot of rock guitar. They sample a lot of like classic rock stuff. They have. Uh, Carrie King's playing on one of their friggin' songs, you know what I mean? So they're like, they got the heavy guitar. They got three guys that have totally distinct voices rapping. They have great hooks, great grooves, and they can do a lot of different things, and they've dabbled in a lot of, very lot of styles of music. I mean, so that's another band that maybe you don't totally agree with, but I think they're all over the board. I would, uh, I want to, I want to jump, chime in. I agree. They're actually, I would consider them actually on a list that I wrote as well. Um, I, I didn't wa- look at your list. I just wanted you to That's know that. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to chime in with Jack White because uh, while Jack White is uh, kind of known in the sort of like a modern alternative rock thing, 
he's a very uh, he could play the blues as authentically as Howlin' Wolf, and he's also really comfortable in the country uh, realm. I mean, he produced a great album for Loretta Lynn. If you guys, that's actually very that. good. Actually, I've that's heard that. Yeah. Very very cool. Um, so I would kind of put uh, Jack White in that uh, in that category as as well as genre defying. And another person I want to throw out to you. Um, is uh, it's just kind of like a two-parter, Sting and the Police. Can okay, that, that, that's we share the same half of the same brain. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the same, <laughs> maybe the whole brain. I don't know. Hey, real quick, <laughs> I want to say hi to Maureen. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. And Bob is uh, is chiming in a lot. So we really appreciate you guys for chiming in. We appreciate that. Okay, Keith, we're talking about the Police and I Sting. think Sting as a solo artist is great. I'm th- to me the Police are one of the best top five rock bands of all time. Uh, so you, Stuart Copeland's a huge influence on me. Uh, I think that the police in the beginning defied genre. If you listen to their first few records, they had some punk influence. They had some reggae influence. Then they kind of, to me, morphed more into a pop band, slightly reggae influence at that point, but they were still doing pop. They started putting out but tunes it's like... still so different, though, man. Like, oh, they're definitely no, I mean, a different like, band. Like, you listen to even their last record that they the did. Synchronicity. Synchronicity is like... I don't know really how you describe that. It's so, you know, it's really... It's easy to say it was pop. Yeah, you know, I mean, but, but that's a sort of like cop-out. Like, I mean, because it no, is totally, really... But it's really guitar It's really guitar-oriented. Yeah. But it's not really rock. It's really... It, it's not... They have... The, there's still that influence from the punk era, kind of like peppered into the, still the reggae thing in there a little bit. You know, there's such... You know, Sting was such a great songwriter. It's really... I, I just, you know, I think they do defy genres. I think it's right because, like, it's a, like we're gonna talk local. Like, they got a lot of play on the big rock stations in Pittsburgh on on YDV <coughs> and WDVE, but they were also big. You know, they were on B ninety four and ninety six kicks and all yeah, the you know would, the pop stations as well. So I mean, they really and some of their stuff is even really kind of considered like um, Uber, like I. Adult contemporary, like like uh, wrapped around your finger, yeah, is practically almost know, like a music uh, yeah, type song. Yeah, you know? every, every breath you take's been on every friggin' AM FM radio station ever. It's probably one of them songs that gets you know still a ton of airplay every year. It's funny people request that at their weddings and they don't realize that it's a sort of like anti love song. Yeah, Sting <laughs> said that one time in an interview, and I was like, "Is that really what that's about?" And Did it's you really a, to yeah, it's definitely not about it's what you think. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's about voyeurism. It's just like yeah, that, yeah, like kind yeah, of stalking right. people, which is you know how he wrote it. But I think in, even in the same interview, he was like, just you know, interpret it how you want. But definitely, the Police, a one of the greatest rock bands of all time, and B, they defied genre. To me, more in the beginning because it was more like definitely a punk thing meets a reggae thing, and then they morphed more into a pop band. Still had that you know appeal, and unfortunately, they just kind of didn't. Heidi Vokes. Gabriel, guys, thanks for chiming in. We really appreciate it. I'm sorry, guys. They didn't laugh. They didn't last as long as they should have. But, you know, hey, I got to see him once live. That's, you know, I, I'm good now. Um, we're going to play another song, and then we're going to come back and talk about a couple more artists. I've got a, we got a special segment uh, that uh, we're going to introduce today. Uh, it's gonna, we're going to have a lot of fun. Keith is going to talk about something uh, that he's an expert in. We're going to have a good time with this. Uh, it's all in fun. It's all in fun, please. Everybody yes, relax. Please, no, all it's time. all in fun. We're going to totally change the mood. This is a, I don't want trash on my lawn. This is an artist that I interviewed a little while ago. This is Scott Sorry from the album When We Were Kings. Guys, check this out. I think this is a really great song. Scott's a great singer-songwriter. 
good guitar-driven stuff. Check it out. When We Were Kings by Scott Sarr and the Lutini Hard Rock and Metal Circus.
Scott Sorry. Oh, wow. Like, that is just like, it's like an anthem. I, I love stuff like that. Uh, ScottSorry.com. We had Serpent Lord before the Facebook.com backslash Serpent Lord. I, what I loved about that song by Scott is like, I love that, like, the big guitar chords with that, like, kind of soaring, sort of kind of anthem melody. Uh, I, I just thought that was absolutely beautiful. So. That is Scott Sorry, everybody. Scott's a uh, really cool. Uh, he's not sorry though. He's just rocking. He's, he's just yeah. He's just doing some great stuff. But um, uh, hold a second here. We got. What am I doing here? There's too many comments. I can't keep up with all you guys. I'm what a ter- what a terrible problem. I know. But Zach um, Zach had made a good comment here, and I'm not. Oh, it's up at the top. He said something about Allison Chains. How do I get to it? What it should doing? be the, like the very very top one. Uh, past that, uh, is it ba- like the latest one? I'm not seeing it, but he was mentioning Alice in Chains is sort of defining. Um, let me just re- try to refresh this. Maybe that'll work. People, you guys are chiming. This is really awesome that you guys, so many people are chiming in and talking. I'm loving everything. You all look so beautiful tonight. I can yeah. see you all really. Yeah, you're, you're beautiful. We got a beautiful crowd here tonight. Try to feel. Think about every breath you take. Um, but he says, I think the definitive definition of grunge was made by Alice in Chains. Um, and that that could be a good point. I mean, like, and is Alice in Chains grunge? But a lot of metal people like Alice in Chains too. So there's a sort of argument to be made for some of those acts as well. Like Soundgarden, are they metal? Are they grunge? What what are they really? <laughs> so, anyways, um, so some good. Uh, uh, I know that um, Nirvana. It smells like Teen Spirit. Sort of, you know, kind of. Broke the hair metals back. I mean, that's what they say. If I had to choose between the Seattle sound, I'm way, way more willing to take Alice in Chains and Soundgarden over Pearl Jam or Nirvana or and, and you know any of those big four. We'll say they come out of Seattle. That you know they all were good in their own right. And but Alice in Chains to me, their first two records were just a dark, heavy, just, yeah, that could have been a metal record, but they end up being lumped in with the grunge thing, and Soundgarden, too, made some great albums. Well, you know, the funny thing about it is, is before grunge broke, I heard Man in the Box on the big rock station here in Pittsburgh on WDVE. That was where I was introduced to, and that, I that in my mind, now I'd have to look it up to know for sure, in my mind, predates, never mind. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, is that grunge? Is that hard rock? Is that metal? What is that? You know, um, so I heard "We Die Young" on Headbangers Ball. This is dating me a little bit, but yeah. uh, but when I first heard it, I was like, "That's a cool metal band." Then all of a sudden, they were a grunge band. I was like, "No, nah, that's metal." So yeah, I mean, it's just I, one of them yeah, bands. I know. And I, every and every band I was in after that, we covered a ton of Alice in Chains yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, awesome band. But anyways, guys, so. Uh, we're gonna talk about a couple of big people here. I want you, Keith. I want you to chime in on this guy right here. I mean, that's 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 hard to define him too. I really didn't want to go there. Why? Why He's just one of the most iconic musicians to not just but to he, me, but, but like he. I mean, he does defy I mean, he genre because Tom Petty. He has his own genre. It's called Prince. <laughs> well, like so, just like my number one band that they have their own genre. I haven't mentioned them yet, but we're saving it what, pretty soon. What is your number one band? Why are you forcing one? this hand, man? Because well, like we can't go on for hours. It's home. Yes, we can. These people love this show. Look who's watching. What do you? What, what do you got to friggin' go to bed? Come on. <laughs> All right. To me, the most unique band num- number one in my heart, and they 
sound like nobody else. Let me clean his shirt off a little bit. Primus is the number one band. You don't even have to like them, but you listen to them and you're like, what the hell is that? Is it funk? Is it thrash metal? Is it, you know, a crazy dude with a like a crazy voice that sounds like he should be on the, the soundtrack to South Park? They, oh yeah, he is. But it's just a very <laughs> like unique band that just has defied genre for years. Primus has their own... Uh, Dano, what's up, buddy? Their own genre. It's called Primus. They have... Yeah. They are the... To me, the, if I had to put them in any particular order, they are the band that defies genre. They are, there's nothing like them. I've seen them live. I mean, they're just... You know, they're incredible musicians. They sound like nothing else, but they also have commercial appeal. They've done it for years, man. And they've never str- never taken a backseat to anything. They never fell into the machine, we'll call it, of just writing... You know, hook pop songs, they do it in their own way. Even if they write, you know, that freaking Big Brown Beaver song, it's still their version you know, of something. Like you, I, was, I think you could take Winona's Big Brown Beaver and you could play that with, like, acoustic guitar, pedal steel, uh, fiddle, mandolin, and banjo, and, you know, uh, and it like kind of like a brushes on the drums. Country it up and a little bit. You could make a total country song out of it. Give you a good example of that is they do a great cover. Of Amos Moses by Jerry Reed. Have you ever heard their version of that? I've that heard. I didn't hear that like, one, but I have wow. heard uh, "Devil Went Down to Georgia." And yes, they, they're killing. They're killing on they that too. Version of "Devil Went Down to Georgia." Too, but, um, they also yeah. do a good YYZ if you want to hear that. That's it's, awesome. Um, I, I let me throw a couple out at you before we're going to wrap this segment up. I want to get into some other stuff. Um, a couple more that I have on my list. Uh, uh, highly controversial, and most of you hate Kid Rock, but you have to give the devil his due. He broke in country. He broke in rock. And he broke in rap. And he did well in all this. Whether you like him or hate him or think he sucks or whatever, he is a cross-genre and he sort of defies genre. So whether he, you could say he's the least talented on our list if you want to, but he does do that. And for me, the ultimate act that is genre-defying, in my opinion, is the Beatles. They start out as a boy band doing, you know, sort of kind of like of uh, cute little love songs. Boy I want to hold your hand. Yes. Did you know that they were originally designed to be a boy band? That was considered the first boy band. And they morph into this group. And they, the changes on every album. And they, they are bringing in orchestras and uh, working. They, they were, then they had to bring stuff like the, uh, A Day in the Life, which is it's banned. That's a, master, that's a masterpiece. That's a masterpiece. And I have a good story about that. I want to tell you guys about it here in a few minutes. But, um, you know, they do, they do like silly, you know, so, you know, her majesty's a pretty nice lady, but she doesn't have a lot to say. <laughs> then they'll do something like Helter Skelter, which that's might a, be the original that, hard the, rock that's song. The first, that might be the first metal song. It might be the first metal song. I mean, I mean, Motley Crue's covered it. Uh, U2 has covered it. A lot of bands have covered that song uh, as well. So, so, I mean, in my opinion, like they, and it always goes, we, every episode, we, you know, it was funny when Kevin and I were doing the podcast, we were like, we couldn't get through an episode without talking about the freaking Beatles. So it's like the Beatles are still the guys that did everything first. I don't care what you're talking about. It's like they do everything. We know? should do a topic on if you take the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones and eliminate them from any conversation, what's the best band ever? Because good luck with that. That's we'll just a really do, good, that would be a great topic. You have, you have to eliminate those three. I wanted, I'm not a big of the Stones fan. Um, I, I want to chime in with some some of our folks, our friends on Facebook. Look at all these awesome folks that are chiming in. We love you, you guys. You people are tremendous. Look, and they're so knowledgeable too. All these people, yeah. they just know. We learn everything every week. From uh, I want to jump in. I want to say thanks to uh, Tim Johnson. I, Tim, I haven't seen you in a long time, buddy. I hope you're doing okay. 
Thank you for chiming in. He chimed in with the Beatles and the Beastie Boys. Yeah, uh, perfect. Sarah Gleason. Uh, Sarah, how you been, hon? Sarah is a singer in a great band called Vexine, and she chimed in with Led Zeppelin and Jeff Buckley, and I think you can make an argument that Led Zeppelin is genre-defying because a lot of people say that they're metal. A lot of people say, no, they're hard rock. A lot of, I mean, they do, they do like, English folk type. I mean, Stairway to Heaven has, like, seven styles of music. In it yeah, they're definitely all over the place. I mean, that's just you one know. of the bands where I just... Kind of didn't want to. I understand. No, I didn't we can't. Touch. It's hard to name everybody, you know. In one yeah. sense, uh, Jeff Gardner, uh, a good buddy of mine, to talk to Jeff today. Jeff said Incubus, Queens of the Stone Age, and Rush. I'll and give you one I had on my list that uh, Jeff I agree with is when I I've seen like uh, Incubus very early on in their career and they were all over the place. And we were talking about the first few records like Science and, and there was a few other ones that I can't remember the titles though but these records were they were all over the place where they would just do like different genres in one and definitely in one song and they were all great players i think brandon boy is one of the most underrated rock singers of all time um seen them live a few times and they're really really awesome i think they kind of just morphed into it was like to me with the police they kind of morphed more into like a rock band after that so an early incubus is definitely the uh my thing so uh, yeah, I I, uh, I think Incubus is a great band. Um, uh, Queens of the Stone Age, very unique, kind of hard to you know. Alter- are they alternative? Are they are they hard rock? They're not quite metal. Um, and Rush, uh, let's talk about Rush for a second because you got to look at Rush, man. I mean, they've done a lot of different stuff throughout there. Dude, they have a hip hop song, Roll the Bones. Who's who it's does the, white, the, who, the it's the whitest hip hop song ever? I know, man. I know. But who does the who's doing the rapping part? Is that Neil? Or is that Getty? Who's doing that? Get relaxed. With the fact. I think that is Neil or it's, it's not Getty. It's Neil or Alex. Then, you know, we'll just That's fun. Um, so that's I, cool, I mean, though. I think I mean, you can make an argument with that. Uh, Chris Jones chimed in with uh, Talking Heads and Steely Dan. Oh, someone else said a Talking Heads. There you go, Lou. So um, I got some back, man, right there. All right. It's all good. Um, Steely Dan's great, though. Okay, we're gonna, so, guys, thanks for uh, chiming in on everything. And keep thinking about it. I mean, like, you know, why does a band have to be this thing or that thing? You know, it can be a lot of different things. I think sometimes it's a marketing thing. They've got to describe them as something so that people kind of get an idea of what to latch on to. So genre-defying acts, there you have it. Bill Mank has one. He's right on the money with that. But Snarky Puppy is like a band that has like 35 members at all times, and they're just all over the board, too. That's more of a, I guess, a a Well, if you're going to name bands like that, and I'm going to mention Moxie Fruvis. Well, I'm just saying what one of our, you know, this guy listens. Dude, all, hey, Bill. Bill, you, Bill listens all the time, man. Yeah, Bill's a good guy. Bill's a great uh, musician. He's a great uh, keyboard player. There you go. Player. He knows what good he knows. Uh, Bill, good music. do you know the band Moxie Fruvis? You know he you guys does. Check him out, man. Anyways, um, thanks for chiming in on all that stuff, guys. Um, now, I'm going to do, we're going to do a, uh, a little different segment here. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for something <clears throat> completely different. Are you guys ready to do something completely different? Let's Come on, guys. about what cereal you ate let, this week. Let's, let's, let's do something completely different. You guys ready for something? Here we go. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce uh, our drummer in the house. I'm fascinated with drums because I attempted to play drums for it when I was a young person, and I ended up switching to guitar because drums were too freaking hard. Um, so uh, I have the, the, the... It does take a little bit of... Uh, it's a science, man. Absolutely. And it's, it's an a art. Science. There's a science. It's an so, art science. Yes. It's one of those art sciences. And you're just a guitar player with half a brain, so you exactly. wouldn't know. Uh, what do kidding. I know? You know, you, know how to, you know how to get the guitar player off your front porch? Pay for the pizza. <laughs> you know how to get the guitar player to turn down? 
I thought it was more drummer jokes than anything else. Put sheet music in front of him. Um, uh, well, that's not. <laughs> so, okay, guys. So I want we're starting a new segment today, and um, I, I it's called "Does This Drummer Suck?" Uh. <laughs> or, or is uh, here's what it is. And I was I don't want to kind of give you guys the origin or origin or or origin of this. Origel, my tooth I'm is a, killing me. I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a guitar player. I but I think the, uh, the drums are absolutely fascinating. And, and they're kind and of I, they're kind of a big deal. And I think about drummers all the time. I think about the groove all the time as I'm writing songs, and 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 I'll be listening to music and I'm listening to drums, and I'll go like, I'm so like ignorant. Is this drummer that I'm listening to? Is he like a good drummer? Like, what do other drummers think? So I'm gonna throw a drummer at Keith. He does uh, not know we were talking about this, and I want Keith to kind of just sort of like give a sort of like analysis. I'm not, say I'm, I'm not going to say nothing negative, down. man. I won't do it. Calm down. It's all right. It's all good. It's you my blood, fun. You got my blood boiling now. All right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Throw it at me. Okay, but I just want to kind of like put something out there and just kind of see what Keith thinks about it. Okay? This should Let's be good. Take a go breath. ahead, man. Hit it. I don't, I'm still debating on who I'm going to ask you about. But here's what I'm going to do. You I'm can't just, be here all night, so I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go to the very beginning. Don't make me cuss on this show. I'm just going to go to the very beginning. Good. Ringo Starr. Let's just talk about Ringo. What is is what? Tell me about Ringo's drumming. What do you think about it? Like, uh, describe it. I think Ringo's actually very underappreciated as a drummer. I didn't say he was the best drummer. All I said was he has some very interesting drum parts. Then again, we can say that did Ringo play on all the Beatles stuff? There's stories out there that Paul McCartney played. There's stories that Bernard Purdy told, which is he's a he said he played on some of the stuff. If, if if it is Ringo, I wasn't there. I don't know. If it is Ringo, like I listened to something like uh, "I Want to Hold Your Hand." It's a straightforward beat that you can get a kid to play in a week. But or you listen to something like uh, some really cool like uh, "Come Together" or you know something that's a little bit more hip. Uh, he, I think he, Ringo is probably more popular for the band he was in. Than his actual technique, but I don't think he's a bad drummer. I think he's one of the most influential drummers of all time. Yeah. Just due to the fact that it's not about your chops. It's about the foundation you lay for the song. It, a lot of people can play a lot of stuff, but when you listen to the actual song, are they supporting the music? A mature musician, I think, would tell you that these drummers are good because it doesn't have to be, like I said, you don't have to be the best drummer. But when you groove and lay down that foundation, a la John Bonham, one of my favorites, you can be the king, you know. So, all right, I just Ringo's say, a good drummer, man. He's uh, a good drummer. He's uh, not. Well, like um, I said, he's. I, I told you guys I was gonna tell you Beatles story uh, about the day in the life. First of all, uh, George Martin said he's been on. He's quoted many times saying that like he couldn't have done all the sort of editing. He you know, remember there's no computers back then. All the editing and stuff that he did, if it wasn't for the fact that Ringo was so, he was like a metronome. He was very, very solid. Okay. And that allowed George to kind of paste things, you know, cut the tape. Because they literally cut tape and <laughs> put it together. That's how they did it. You know, there was none of this computer crap. But uh, something I want to mention, because before we play the next track, um, uh, there's a great uh, interview where George uh, Martin talks about the creation and the making of the song A Day in the Life. And what a lot of people do not realize is the acoustic guitar and that tapping that you hear and John's voice is the demo, which became it. 
it became the final thing in the song. And it was just a demo that John sent to George and said, well, what do you think about this? And George's like, no, we're out taking it. <laughs> that's what George, that's what George <laughs> Martin did. Then, I'll fix it. And he put it all together. He had Paul come in and do that woke up, fell out of bed part and all that. And then they put that big chord. There's a the picture, actually, the very famous picture of all four of them sitting at two different pianos making that big chord at the end. Um, but wow, basically cool. what you hear on that song is John's demo. How many artists can say that they created an iconic masterpiece with a, and all it is is a demo? That's all, he, it, it, there's, it's, a, it's on YouTube. You guys can find it. And he actually plays you the original just John strumming the guitar, singing that, and you're like, jaw on the floor. It's brilliant. It's amazing. That's the Beatles. That's why in 2017, 40 years later, whatever it is, people are still talking about the freaking Beatles. You always talk about the Beatles. They're the greatest rock man of all time, man. Them and Zeppelin, I'm kind of torn. but Yeah, no, Zeppelin's an amazing band, uh, too, as well. So Why right. do we talk about those bands? They will talk about the Beatles and Zeppelin 100 years from now because they're that good, man. That's just the way it is. So. This is Sarah. This is Paul. This is Michael. This is Jorge. And you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
Cobra and the Lotus, High Priestess, from the album High Priestess. Uh, we had uh, Serpent Lord open the show for us. They serp- Facebook.com backslash Serpent Lord. Scott Sorry with a great song, uh, When We Were Kings. And let me go ahead and give you Scott's address. Again, scottsorry.com. And that was Cobra and the Lotus, and that is Cobra and the K. Cobra with a K. Cobra and the Lotus.com, Canadian band. Uh, I want to mention real quick, they have a great uh, uh, covers CD where they, they're a Canadian band, and they cover a, a bunch of Canadian uh, like music. Like Last Tiger that, and stuff that, like that? Yeah, that they, <laughs> no, actually cover Rush, Triumph, mm, now we're talking. April Wine. It's very cool. It's like an EP where they cover some of the bands that influenced them. Uh, but it's a cool band. Uh, we, they've been mm. uh, friends at Looney Rock and Roll Circus for a long time. CobraandTheLotus.com is the website for those guys. Uh, you know, we were talking about these bands that defy genre. There's a couple that, like, Ethan and I were talking about are kind of like, you know, really. I'm confused what on. Say, yeah, I'm so we're kind of confused on. So we're going to put so it out to you guys. We need some feedback on these hey, ones. Hey, Bill Hathaway. What's up, buddy? A couple that I had on my list that I think are genre-defying, maybe, maybe. I'm confused. 311. Remember the band 311? They were actually started their career in Nebraska, of all places, and then they moved out to California. They were they had a rapper. They had a singer. They seemed to be pretty good musicians. They had hooks in their songs. Uh, they were kind of hard rock. They were kind of reggae. They had some hip-hop influence. I mean, to me, that's genre-defying. To me... I just, they had some definitely some hit songs. I just I, really I don't know what they are. I always thought... When I heard, this is my first like knee-jerk reaction when I first heard them was, oh, this is the police meets Rage Against the Machine. There you go. And I was just sort of like my sort of, what else you got? Another band that I think defies genre that, whether you like or don't, is Linkin Park. I think Linkin Park has hip-hop influences. They have a guy that raps. They have a guy that sings. God rest your soul, Chester Bennington. Uh, they have, they're heavy, and they're, they're kind of heavy, also techno-y sort tech, of. They have a lot of, like, the drums are... There's drums in the mix, but that's also a lot of looping going on, and they have like a DJ thing going. And that. so, I mean, it's almost like the the it's not as good as the Incubus thing to me, but it's kind of that that you know uh, that vein where they have the DJ and everything else going you on. Got one but, uh, more on here. Uh, and the last but not least, definitely not a metal band or anything like that, but one band that I think sounds like themselves when I hear them. I really don't know if they're genre-defined, so help me out with this one, is the B-52s. When you listen to the B-52s, they have a ton of harmonies going on, very interesting vocal style. Three lead the, singers. Yeah, they have... Like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, they have very interesting guitar parts. They are uh, real straightforward drums. Uh, they just did... They kind of all, you know, do... this like... Sometimes it's doo-wop, sometimes it's just pop, sometimes they do this, sometimes psychedelic. I mean, they have a lot of influences, too. So that's another one that I'm, you know, I need your help on. So, like, Linkin Park, I think, defies genre a little bit. Uh, maybe you can lump, lump them in with the new metal stuff, but I think they're a little bit more than that. Uh, B-52s, uh, 311. So if you want to leave a comment for any of those bands... Maybe I'm crazy, but I think that those bands are kind of like definitely out of the box a little I, bit. I so. want to mention one more um, act, and that is the Beach Boys. Um, uh, a lot of people go, "Oh, the Beach Boys, oh, they're surf rock," eh, you know. But if you're listen- when was the last time you listened to Pet Sounds? I mean, they really did a lot of different stuff. They're on that one like album, a, they're kind of like a duo. No, yeah, but they did other stuff too, dude. Like. Um, like California Girls, like these songs yeah. where they like bring in all these different harmonies, and in a sort of like kind of like the way like these like sort of doo wop bands of the fifties did, 
and all this orchestration. It isn't really rock. It isn't really classical. It really isn't pop. I just kind of want to say, if your question, if you're going to talk about the B-52s, I just think that let's say honorable mention to the Beach Boys. To the Beach Boys, just say like an honorable yeah. mention. Okay. I know these guys too, but listen to Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is the website. Thanks for everybody that chimed in today and had fun with us. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, Keith, anything you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I want to give you something before we leave. Oh, he's going to give me something. I think this is a very nice present for someone to have because you know what? I'm a v- proud member of the uh, Dollar Shave Club. Notice the clean clothes shave. These are thrown in sometimes for just an extra couple bucks. They're called One Wipe Charlies. And when you got to go, because we all do, you can have it in comfort because One Wipe Charlies, they do the job. And it only takes one wipe, so this is for you, man. There you go. The only time I had to use more than one was the time I ate a burrito, and it was a 10-wipe Charlie, but that's a whole other story we don't want to get into. But that's for you, Lou. One-wipe Charlie, and we're going to just we're gonna wrap it up with that. <laughs> All right, okay, guys. Okay, we're ass wipes. You know what? Don't Here's what we're going to do. The next band I'm in is going to be called One-wipe Charlie. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I mean. That's you know, the best thing you got I, I, sitting a long time. Thank you. I, I, I did clog the toilet this week, so maybe I need this. There you go. This Is that really for wiping your ass? Of course. That's entirely. It's got, it's got aloe vera and chamomile uh, in it, This is entirely too small for my ass. Well, yeah, I can fit it in mine. So you're You good. don't know what it's like when I sit down to do something, man. You have no clue. Nobody understands me. Now we have no people watching. That's kind of what it's like. Is it Those really? Those are the sounds that come out of the bathroom pain- when I'm in that's there. That's painful. Absolutely, yes. It's it's insane. And uh, If you ever try to one-wipe Charlie, go try him, please. I will be trying. Here's my review of the one-wipe Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. All right, guys, this has been the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Also, if you're interested, if you are a musician and you are interested in, like, you know, maybe growing that fan base, understanding a little bit how to leverage the Internet to bring in more fans, to do more, to grow your uh, audience a little bit, I would encourage you to go to LudLombardiMusic.com backslash more fans now and uh, follow the instructions there, and I'll be glad to help you out. Um, The Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is a top 20 iTunes podcast. So we are definitely doing something right. I know of what I speak. So we, you uh, definitely want to check that out. That is lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now. All right, guys, we are going to get the living heck out of here. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Uh, and we've got Keith the Hawk Hawkins hanging out with us, doing a great job. Keith, I, I'm really, man, I, I love your insight. Thank you so much for all the work that you put into this. I do really appreciate it. I steal it. everything. <laughs> I don't know nothing. So uh, we, there's a we have an entire bottle of bourbon we have to finish before we. We're gonna drink tonight. an entire bottle, and there's gonna be <laughs> ruckus in Cansburg tonight, people. So if you know any good bell bondsmen, tonight it's going down. In, All right, guys. In this gun is town. The, this is the killing. I'll catch you guys later.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.